The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello and welcome to the Full Court Press. Eric France and AJ Salveson. 401, your kickoff time. Happy Monday in week three of September 2020 to you all. Hope your Monday is treating you well. Eric Franson, again, AJ Salveson on 106 on FM, 1390 AM, and 1069thefan.com for streaming. Great to have you all joining us, however and wherever you're doing so from. We've got a lot to get to, of course, when we recap the weekend full of sports. That's going to happen. We got regional eleven football, college football, NFL football. We got injuries, as you've heard, of all sorts all around the league. And in high school football, you've got cancellations and postponements. And unfortunately, there is the threatening of a shutdown of another high school football team uh, if things do not progress due to COVID nineteen. And in the college football, of course, you've had postponements and cancellations and games and other things. Uh, and so where do teams stand? What do schedules look like as the Big Ten gets ready to make their debut of the college football season here coming up? If you want to participate in our show, 435-339-0321 to text in or 435-752-1069 to call in. Uh, always happy to have you joining in. Give your thoughts, opinions, suggestions, arguments, debates, of whatever it is. We'll also get to some NBA playoffs. Uh, a dandy last night. A dandy of a basketball game ends up going the way of the Lakers. We'll get into that in a little bit, and we'll get ready for the Heat Celtics tonight. And then, of course, uh, Lakers and Nuggets tomorrow uh, at 7 o'clock. So. Uh, but let's start off here, Eric. Uh, Region 11 football. Looks pretty good. Now, our bread and butter, by the way, has already been taken care of because Thursday's game was Scabview Ridgeline. We gave away our uh, old gristmill loaf of bread to uh, the wonderful Neil Murray, who called in. And, uh, Eric, uh, we now move on to Preps Pick'em, presented by the Logo Shop. Yeah, an uh, interesting weekend that was. Now, um, if you... A little bit different because if people didn't get their selections in before the Skyview Ridgeline game, that may have hurt your chances of getting a, a higher score because it was a little bit different this last week. But all that being said, congratulations are in order to Matt Turnbow, who got the highest score, and he wins a $100 gift card to McDonald's. Hey. Yum. Yum. I, I could take care of that pretty quickly if I needed to. So uh, Matt Turnbow had the best score. Um, we'll get through all the scores and the games that did take place, but uh, congratulations to Matt and our previous winners. Um, and this week, what's on the line? A $100 gift card to Locker 42. So if you love Aggie gear, no better place to get it. Really good Aggie gear, too. You can get um, stuff for uh, with uh, high school logos, your favorite high school. Uh, they also have stuff from, from some pro teams in, in there as well. So a lot of different choices. $100 gift card to Locker42. The way you can enter, the way you can participate. If you haven't done this at all this season, it's totally okay. It resets every week. So you can go to our website, 1069thefan.com. Click on the uh, the display there about the Preps Pick'em Contest. And uh, it'll take you to the information 
uh, for the contest, uh, log in or create uh, an account if you haven't already, and go through and and select the games that you, uh, you who you think is going to win. So uh, uh, let's see how many games are there. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games to choose from and uh, to make selections on. And on the uh, tiebreaker, make sure you put in a score, what you think the score is going to be. Um, but there's uh, quite a few close games here so far. You can see the percentage of who's picking which team. Granted, we're early in the week. This is going to change as the week goes on. But there's some pretty interesting selections here, um, how the early picks are looking for some of these teams. But uh, Ajay, an interesting weekend that was, and some changes in the RPI rankings for this past week. Yeah, how about that? Let's go through the scores first, and then we'll get on to the RPI. Green Canyon does sneak by Mountain Crest. It's another barn burner, as like it was last year. 10-6 to is your final. Uh, Green Canyon gets by Mountain Crest. And Logan? Well, the thing about that one is I didn't realize this, but that was the first time Green Canyon has defeated Mountain Crest. Yep. Since Green Canyon has been a school, they have never been able to beat Mountain Crest. Yeah, and it was more of a defensive slobber knocker than a ugly offensive contest. That's just how it is with these two teams. It almost seems like they know each other too well. And then Logan over Bear River, 21-18. Not a good loss for Bear River. Seems like they're still kind of hungover from the uh, uh, previous uh, week where they were just about a, if they were, controversial half yard short of the end zone. They fall to Logan, and I warned them. You know, I, I remember last Friday we talked about this game, and I said, look, Logan's going to come after you. Logan has no mercy. And, you know, give credit to the staff of Logan, the coaching staff. Give credit to these kids for coming out and balling out and uh, getting a big, big win over the Bear River Bears. Yeah, two wins uh, right now in region play. It's really helped them. And that was a, certainly a big one for them on Friday over Bear River. 77% of our participants in the Pick'em contest went with Bear River. So only 23% went for the Grizzlies. Um, but... I'll be honest, I didn't see that one coming like that. Uh, we did, you and I both did warn, and we were worried about that hangover effect from getting a call from a head referee from the state, seeing the pictures that they got robbed on the last play uh, against Ridgeline, that, that that could be a distraction for them because Logan's an improving team. Um, and, and, but, you know, give a lot of credit to that Logan team as they're kind of figuring themselves out and coming into their own right now. Snow Canyon beat Desert Hills, uh, or I mean Desert, yeah, Desert Hills 28-21 in Pineview over Canyon View in a route, 67-27. Why does that matter? Well, because you look at the football RPI rankings, Eric. Yeah, uh, the fact that Snow Canyon struggled in their game is interesting. Um, and uh, they Desert Hills is not a good team. <laughs> They've no. struggled all year long, and they took them to, to the wire, really. Um but uh, and there was a lot of concern, you know, Ridgeline losing to Skyview, how far would they fall? Well, they really didn't fall very much at all. They, they dropped from two to three. They were able to still stay up there very high in the rankings, uh, by and large because of who they've played and who their opponents have played. Um, so Ridgeline is really close to Snow Canyon, who's undefeated and at, currently at number two. But Ridgeline is right on their heels. Uh, and so it's very conceivable that Ridgeline could could get back into that number two spot and even challenge Skyview to for that number one spot well, overall. That's what I was gonna say is that not only just, you know, puts him at the, the you know, keeps him at the three spot within definite earshot and eye shot of the two spot, but also Skyview still gotta play Bear River. 
that's not a gimme kind of a game either. Bear River finds a way. They may not always come out on top, but they find a way to make you grind it out with them and have to play the ugly way of football. And, that's and that game will be Skyview's, played in Tremonton, right? Yep, it is. And that's not the way Skyview is really used to playing football. So Skyview's going to have to come out with their A game, their best way, both offensively and defensively and in special teams. Uh, that is a very scary, That should be a scary game for Skyview Bobcat Nation at this time. But again, yeah. Skyview sits at 1, Snow Canyon 2, Ridgeline 3, Pineview 4, and Park City 5. What's interesting is that Bear River, um, with uh, they're still at number 9. Now, they, they did slip, uh, as you would expect, after uh, the loss, but they still remain in that top 10. But the middle there of Region 11 is all is really, really close. you got Bear River, Green Canyon, and Logan at 3-3 three and three overall and 1-1 one and one in region play. So it's a really tight race right now in the middle of the pack uh, in the in Region 11. Green Canyon and Logan uh, kind of swapped places uh, from last week. Uh, last week it was Logan 14, Green Canyon 15. They just traded places. Green Canyon's 14, and now Logan is 15. Um, and uh, Mountain Crest didn't, didn't move. They were 17th in the RPI last week, and they are still 17th in the RPI this week. So... Um, it's still a really interesting battle. I, I think that the, it sets up um, a really interesting game uh, this week. Probably the one to really watch for, in my opinion, if there's one game that stands above the others, is Bear River and Green Canyon. Um, because uh, both of them are real neck and neck, really close in the rankings uh, and uh, in the region standings. Skyview is hosting Mountain Crest. Um, uh, Ridgeline is is hosting Logan. It's Ridgeline's homecoming game. That one could be interesting too. But I think the closest matchup that we've got on the schedule for this weekend, over this Friday, is that Bear River Green Canyon game in uh, over in Tremonton. But again, it depends which Green Green Canyon team shows up, right? That's what we were kind of looking for. Bear River can either put this thing and win it by thirty, or else Green Canyon is going to make him. Uh, is going to make it hard on them. You know, both especially on the defensive side of the ball and. If they can do that, then they give themselves a, a chance to win a big one. Again, that's at Bear River, by the way. Uh, that game is, so you'll hear from Clint Payne on 104.9 The Ranch, and, of course, Craig Hislop, John Russell on uh, 100.9 FM. Uh, and then you got the other games, of course, Eric, as you've already mentioned. Uh, Skyview's got Mountain Crest. In fact, they host Mountain Crest this week, and Logan has Ridgeline. Am I right? Logan uh, it's Ridgeline at, Ridgeline at home. It's a homecoming for Ridgeline. So that game will be on 104.5 The Ranch with Dave Simmons and Nick Zellinger on the call, but also be on uh, 102.1 FM, 610 AM KVNU. So uh, it's a big matchup there. It's a good one. It's a, re- a homecoming game. Uh, again, there's distractions sometimes with those homecoming games for the home team. But uh, and, you know, can Logan build off of their momentum right now after winning um, a, a close game against a good team? Uh, Ridgeline. Are they going to be distracted by losing a close one to to Skyview? And there was a lot of emotions on the on that sideline as it as it finished, uh, or they use that as fuel to uh, to keep rolling. So, um, big one, uh, big big game in Millville, and I think a really big game in over in Tremonton. Again, if you want to find those games or at least how to listen to them, you go to castvalleydaily.com, Go to the sports menu or the sports bar, and then go to local. Uh, high school football schedule, you'll find all the stations and the streaming links to click on to be able to find and listen to those games. We appreciate all those who are helping out with that. Uh, Eric, with as crazy as it sounds, we have 
four weeks left of the season. We're already over halfway. Give me your surprises and your disappointments in Region 11 football thus far. Um, I think the the surprise is um, this ridge line with new head coach. Yeah. I, I know that there's got a lot of young guys last year that kind of got thrown into it, and they were all coming back. That should stand to be a lot of experience for them coming back, but... Um, I, I think that Ridgeline would probably be the surprise to see that they're number three in the state. Uh, the disappointment, uh, that's not so hard for me to determine, and that, that'd be Green Canyon. Uh, I, I was expecting Green Canyon to be near the top uh, with their returning experience and kind of how their schedule was setting up and what we expected, what we were hearing about Green Canyon coming into the season. So I think Green Canyon is probably my disappointment right now. Okay, so my surprise is going to be Logan. Uh, what they've done thus far is actually pretty impressive. Uh, and even in the, even in the non-region games, they've still competed for the most part. I've just been absolutely impressed with Logan. Um, the disappointment I'm with you is, is Green Canyon. Uh, they have the offense. I know that they've dealt with some injuries of sorts in, you know, a couple big spots, but nonetheless, they still should be, they still should be within earshot of the region, uh, region 11 first place or region 11 championship, uh, title contender or contendership, and they're not. Uh, Bear River's another one. I know they lost Easton Lish. They lost Josh Payne for a couple weeks as well. But, you know, a loss to Logan and, uh, you know, uh, just, I don't know, a couple of uh, bad losses on their record. I think it hurt their RPI just a tad bit. Uh, I think it's a better team than what they're seeing on the field. But I also think that, uh, that they're not going to make it very far into the state tournament if they continue to do this, like, up and down, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. It's just not going to fit their. It's not going to fit the case if they want to go into the state tournament and be competitive. It's right now. I I can see them as a first round knockout team. Yeah, it, it's a that's a real possibility. Um, you know the the other thing that I want to mention too that we we I don't think we can overlook uh, or or not mention is just how good West Side continues to be. West Side, the last time they lost a game was in the, the 2018 title game. Uh, they lost to Declo uh, in Holt Arena. Yeah, it was, it was a rough loss. But they have not really lost a game since then. Um, scratch that, actually. I've skipped this one. I missed that they lost to, to Snake River in 2019. But they haven't, uh, and then only the second game of the season, and they haven't lost since then. Uh, so this West Side team has been on a tear, and they continue to be, uh, they continue to dominate teams. They did have a close one against Marsh Valley uh, a week ago, but last uh, Friday beat up on Cole Valley, so fifty to nothing. Ooh. They've had another shutout against oh. Snake River, thirty-four to nothing. Kind of avenge what happened last year. Mm-hmm. So just a really dominating team uh, in West Side. They continue to play really, really good football. And, uh, they don't get enough attention or enough credit. All right, so again, Bear River does follow Logan 21-18. Skyview beats Ridgeline in a in a barn burner, which was a thrilling one. Uh, Green Canyon over Mountain Crest 10-6. And then this Friday, uh, at least in Region 11 department, Bear, River's, uh, Bear River will host Green Canyon, Skyview will host Mountain Crest, and Logan will be at Ridgeline. That'll be Ridgeline's homecoming. And then what are the other games this week uh, on outside of Region 11? So, Box Elder, they're at Bountiful. 
Uh, box elders now won a couple of games in a row. So they're going up against a pretty good, bountiful team, though. So that'll be a good test for the bees. Preston is on the road. They're at Blackfoot. They didn't play this last week, so they you know use that time to uh, fine tune a few things and prepare for a good Blackfoot team. Uh, West Side is at Bear Lake, so that's a region game as they begin their region play. Bear Lake is two and two so far on the year. Uh, then Malad is hosting Soda Springs. Uh, again, that's a uh, region play is beginning for uh, their their region, uh, their conference they call it. Uh, Malad uh, hosting uh, Soda Springs. So those are some of the other games um, that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Oh, by the way, Rich, they are um, they're at North Summit. That's going to be a tough challenge for them. North Summit is number five in the two uh, A RPI rankings right now. That's good stuff. And then again, if you want to participate in the Preps Pick'em Contest, all you need, presented by the Logo Shop, by the way, big thanks to the Logo Shop. If you want any high school apparel, if you want any high school logo gear, if you want any high school mask, by the way, go to the Logo Shop. No one does it better. No one can do it better. The Logo Shop does it the best. Uh, that's where you go to get your high school apparel and all your logo stuff and for all your gear, sweatshirts and, and all masks and all sorts of things, go to the Logo Shop. Today's, or excuse me, this week's reward is a... $100 to Locker 42. Speaking of great gear, Aggie gear. You need it. You're going to want it. Because you, If the Aggies play football this season, you want to be at home watching the game. You want to do it in the best gear possible, most comfortable gear possible. Do it at from the Locker 42. Let them be your dress coordinator. And it will not be an expired gift card. I would. We would all appreciate that, Eric. It'll be, it'll because be totally Locker valid. Locker 42 isn't going to close. They're so well done, and they do such a great job. They're going to be open for biz. But don't be giving people expired gift cards, Eric. That's all I'm asking you. <laughs> Treat them with respect that they deserve. Yes. Uh, Eric, You can go uh, have fun with that. Let's, uh, speaking of having fun, uh, do you have a piece of paper you can hand me over there that has our pick six on it? Because I would love to uh, read that for everybody. That's not the pick six. Is this Eric. what you're looking for? That is fantasy extra. Please don't be looking at that paper. It's not appropriate. It's football related. That's what you think. You had something else in mind when you saw Fantasy Extra. Fantasy Extra. <laughs> uh, pick six, Eric. Uh, you, we all know the drill. We all picked, uh, Eric and I had three three lines each, six lines total, yes and no's, over-unders. And a tiebreaker. And a tiebreaker. We tie remembered breaker. a tiebreaker this time. And, Eric, it was a uh, it was a tough battle. It was a tough battle on our pick six. You know, last week we tied. We split. So there I, was no winner. There was no loser. I have not lost in four weeks. So let's find out if you five. continue. Your non-losing streak. So is this week? Because I can't call it a winning streak. I can call it a non-losing streak. Oh, uh, hey! I want to ask our listeners. Actually, let me ask you too. If you have a winning streak and you tie, does it break your winning streak? That's a fair question. Because I would refer to it as a non-losing streak. But if you have a tie, does it? Do you include that in a win streak? Four three five three three nine zero three two one. I want to know, yeah, because look, it's like having a buy. If you have a winning streak and then you have a buy, does it break your winning streak? No. No. Then why should a tie break it? Fair question. That is a fair question. So as people react to this and, and educate us on this, I think it's a fair question. Well, let's go through our pick six for this week. It's a good way to recap the weekend that was. Uh, the number one, Tom Brady interceptions versus Carolina. The line was set at one and a half. Tom Brady threw 
one interception. It was a bad throw, too, by the way. Um, you took the <laughs> under. I went over. You got that one correct. Skyview over Ridgeline. Set the line at seven and a half. Skyview did win, but it was only by three, 17 to 14. I went over. You went under. That's two for you. Ridgeline, you really put some bulletin board there for Ridgeline. Yeah. Nikola Jokic assists in game two. Set the line at six and a half. He had nine assists. Ooh. Great game by Jokic. But not enough for his team in game two. Uh, so I took the over. You took the under. So that's one for me. There's two for you. I'm liking the way this is going. Uh, who will have the better plus minus in game one between the Lakers and the Nuggets? Jane, LeBron James or Nikola Jokic? Uh, Jokic was a negative six. What was LeBron? Nine Minus nine. Minus nine? <laughs> so Jokic was better. Uh, we both picked James in game one. We both were wrong. Uh, Ridgeline turnovers versus Skyview. The line was set at two and a half. Ridgeline actually only had one turnover. Uh, the blocked field goal. Yeah, I know what you count as a I turnover, though, right? The return for a touchdown. You know, even if that was, if you do consider that a turnover, still the under would be correct. Uh, you went under, I went over. Yeah. So now that's three for you, only one for me. Oh, this Just is looking spicy. Not really good here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers passing yards versus Detroit set the line very high at 365 and a half, and we both took the over. <laughs> he threw 240 yards. You know what's crazy? They scored 42 points, and he only threw for 240 yards. Yeah, but they could run however they oh wanted to run. Yeah, they, they did whatever they wanted to do. could not stop the running game. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Aaron Rodgers well, rushed for over 100 yards We himself. said they can't stop the running game, but they can't. what Detroit can't do is hold a double-digit lead. More on that later, by the way. So anyway, uh, we both took the over. We got that one wrong. So Ajay about three to one doesn't matter, but we'll still say the tiebreaker anyway. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, combined rushing yards of Russell Wilson and Cam Newton set the line at two hundred and twelve and a half, and the combined total was actually eighty six. Uh, you took the under. I took the over. You got that one also correct. So Ajay wins. Three to one plus the tiebreaker. Five games. Doesn't matter. Wait, how many weeks are we? Is this week eight of this season's pick six? I think this is week eight. So, anyways, I am on a five game winning streak, which is a five game non losing streak. Winning streak. That is, Wikipedia says, and I quote, a losing or a winning streak can only be broken by a loss, such as a loss or a losing streak can only be broken by a win. Wikipedia. Wikipedia is great because anybody can type anything about everything from anybody. And that's what Wikipedia does. And, and that's why I trust the sources. Then it's got to be true. <laughs> All right, coming back, it's time to talk some college football. Uh, a week of a great Saturday night game between Miami and Louisville. We saw a showcase put on by the, the Miami Hurricane squad. Uh, but we also look forward to this week because, Eric, Big Ten football is going to be getting underway. What do the rankings look like? What should they look like? And where does BYU stand now despite not playing last week? It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. Eric France and AJ Salveson. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Full Court Press. Now, nice a little segue from that promo to our segment now here on the Full Court Press. 427, Eric France and Andre Salveson. Week three of the college football season has come and gone. Let's go ahead and go through some scores. Uh, anything of note as well. Uh, by the way, Oklahoma State, number 11th in the country, sneaks by Tulsa 16-7. to 16-7, excuse me. Notre Dame demolishes South Florida 52-0. And Clemson also shuts out the Citadel. Is, that, is it called the Citadel? Yep. Oh, okay, cool. 49 nothing. Doesn't matter anyway. Cincinnati over Austin P. 55-20. UCF destroys Georgia Tech. Yeah, I thought that game would be closer. I, I thought Georgia Tech would uh, it would hang in there a little bit more. Uh, Central Florida had a huge fourth quarter. Ran away with it. But, yeah. Uh, 49-21, UCF over Georgia Tech, so they are at 14th spot in the rankings. Number 17, Miami beats Louisville, who is ranked 18th, 47th. I just said that, didn't I? Yeah, 47-34, good game between two ranked opponents. Man, I am not seeing it today. Uh, Louisiana in overtime, 34-31 over Georgia State. Appalachian State is upset by Marshall, 17-7. Marshall now 2-0, Eric. Uh, and then Pittsburgh, number 25th in the, or 25th in the country. Jeez. Uh, 21-10 over Syracuse. Pittsburgh now 2-0. Syracuse is now 0-2. Uh, BYU and Army postponed. Thank you, BYU and all you party maniacs over there in Utah County. And number 12, North Carolina and uh, Charlotte were also postponed. How about Navy being down? Yeah. Or, I mean, they were just getting killed in the first half. It was all Tulane, 24 to nothing at halftime. And Navy storms back. In the second half to win, 27-24. to 24. Impressive. Uh, and then there was a... Um, uh, how about Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss? There was a, a touchdown by La Tech in the final minute. Controversy. Uh, it was originally called not a touchdown. They review it. It gets overturned. La Tech ends up winning 31-30. to 30. Um, But... Um, okay, so I didn't see the player there. of the game. Was he in? It was the right call. It was the right call. Um, and the NC State Wake Forest kind of a close one too. Wake Forest um, in the there's some you know there's been some changes there with personnel and transfers, but they were in it uh, till the end. It was a shootout. NC State though wins at forty five to forty two. Yeah, that overshadows uh, Kenneth Walker the third. His great day: twenty seven carries, one hundred and thirty one yards, and three touchdowns for Wake Forest. Yet they fall by three to NC State. SMU, Eric, 2-0 and right now. Just, I mean, takes North Texas behind a woodshed. 65-35 is your final score there. Uh, SMU is going to be ranked by the end of the season. Well, I- the latest rankings are out. And uh, some some first-timers in there. Marshall appearing in the, in the at least in the uh, AP Top 25. The first time they've appeared in the Top 25 in a long time. Um, Pittsburgh jumps up uh, in the rankings. Um, Louisville takes a takes a dive, but they're still in it. Uh, Louisiana is still uh, in the uh, uh, coaches' poll, though they dropped, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, even though they're two and zero. BYU is uh, moved up in the AP, even though they haven't done anything. They're now 18th in the AP poll. Yeah, how nice is that? You go and get your, I mean, because you're idiots. You party and go celebrate. Your team gets COVID, where I guess some of your players get COVID. So they have to cancel or postpone the game, whichever way you want to look at it. 
and they still move up three spots in the rankings. How nice is that? Now, Big Ten uh, was told that they could not be a part of the poll this week or this past week because they haven't started their season. That so it was they were refrained from or voters were refrained from voting for any Big Ten teams in. But now, Eric, vote Big Ten teams are now allowed to be a part of it. Well, the yeah, the it's poll. interesting that the AP didn't include the the Big Ten, but coaches did. Um, so Ohio State comes in, opens at uh, number ten. They did receive two first place votes among the coaches. Hey, we're still waiting for a date for the uh, Big Ten, right? We still don't know when they're going to play. I think they said, I mean, mid-October is what they were thinking and hoping for, but still no official announcement. So, excuse me, I made a mistake. Earlier in the show, I said that the Big Ten was back. It's not. What I meant to say was the SEC is right. back. The SEC starts this weekend, uh, so you're starting to see some of their teams uh, getting votes and getting ranked. LSU receives one first-place vote in both the coaches and the AP. They're ranked sixth in the AP, fifth in the coaches. Alabama uh, ranked second. Uh, receiving a first-place vote in both polls. Uh, Georgia coming in at number four uh, in the coaches, assuming the AP tied for third in the coaches. So LSU, uh, Florida also in the top 10. So you see some SEC teams now appearing in the top 25. Um, Big 10 teams appearing in the coaches' polls, we mentioned, even though they're they're not playing yet. We don't know exactly when specifically they're going to play. Um, though that was supposed to be revealed, I thought, this uh the Big Ten schedule. Uh, I have to go back and check that. But Penn State is uh, 13th in the coaches. So some some Big Ten schools getting some some love and some attention. Wisconsin at number 17. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how well they maintain that, uh, if they can continue uh, as those games start to play out. You know what's got to really frustrate Notre Dame is that they're 2-0, and but yet they can't, get a, they can't get ahead of LSU, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama even though neither of those teams have played a game yet. That's got to be frustrating. Uh, College Game Day will be covering the Florida State-Miami showdown, a little old rivalry, even though Florida State is a far cry from what they used to be in the early and mid-90s. Miami is right now back to where it it used to be and back to the perch atop. How long can they hold it's yet to be found out? Florida and Ole Miss will be at uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, Notre Dame's at Wake Forest. Kentucky is at Auburn. Uh, Kentucky's ranked 23rd. Auburn is 8th in the country. As Eric has already noted, Louisville is at 24. They're at Pittsburgh. That should be a good one, too. I'm surprised game day didn't maybe even look at that one. Uh, as you said, Mississippi State will be at LSU. Texas will be at the former Aggie head coach, Matt Wells, Texas Tech. How bad do you think that game ends up being for Texas Tech? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, they could hang in there. Your tone of voice says something else. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Uh, By the way, and I was yes, the Big Ten has announced their schedule. Oh, they have. Okay, so they have. Yes. I was going to say, and weren't there some complaints? They opened like, October 24th. Weren't there complaints? Nebraska said that they felt like they were not getting uh, the love from the Big Ten committee, the way the schedule was, and they're upset by that? Yeah, I guess Nebraska's whining. Um, Nothing new. That's yeah. not breaking news. Um, that you know, that's, Their schedule is, is unfair. 
Um, if you look at uh, the projected win percentages based on what the schedule looks like, Purdue has the, the, the best schedule. Uh, Nebraska has the worst. Um, but I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> I get into uh, the schedule gets put together and who gets what. But uh, Nebraska complaining that they've got the hardest road with the upcoming Big Ten schedule. A couple other notable games. By the way, thank you to 2197 who texted in to let us know about that Big Ten schedule. Appreciate you doing so. A couple other notable games in the top 25. Uh, number 22, Army, will be at number 14, Cincinnati. Army's on a bye week because of the BYU cancellation. So, or did, no, Army played last week, right? Um, Army, did or they play the last Navy. week? No, because Army was supposed to play BYU. Okay, they were supposed to play BYU, but they never found a game and replaced that. Okay. Yeah. So Army has been on a bye week getting ready for Cincinnati. Meanwhile, Cincinnati's got to face another ranked team. That's brutal. That's hard. Uh, Army's 2-0. and Cincinnati, of course, is 1-0. and uh, Florida State-Miami will be uh, hosted by College Game Day. Tennessee is 16th. They'll be at South Carolina. 18th, BYU will be hosting Troy. Uh, NC State will be at number 20 from Virginia Tech. Number 4, Georgia will be at Arkansas. West Virginia will be at Oklahoma State. Am I missing any others? No. So that's what you're going to be looking at in the top 25 action. Uh there has been some postponements. Baylor had their game or game canceled. Is it this week, Eric? Uh, this last week. This last week. And uh, Coach Dave Aranda, former Aggie assistant, is hopeful that they should be able to uh, play this this Saturday. There's been some positive tests. There's been some contact tracing, which has kind of slowed some things down for them. So, the but uh, which affected their game this past weekend, but. Uh, apparently, Coach Aranda is hopeful they can have a uh, a regular game scheduled this weekend. Are you wondering, or does it make you curious at all after, I mean, the first week of the SEC, or even, Eric, after the first week of the Big Ten? If the Big Ten has one really good week, do they overjump some of these other teams who have been in the rankings, who have won some big games, but yet don't get that? Like, for example, Louisiana, right? Uh, they had that big win over Iowa State. I know they squeaked by Georgia Southern. But once the SEC gets into action this week, once the Big Ten gets in the action in mid-October, are is teams like Louisiana, I'll even put BYU in this mix too because of their schedule, are they going to be pushed out of the way for these Power 5 teams to get those uh, coveted slots within the top 15, the top 10? Of course. Because, because they are the Power 5? Uh, yeah, because you know, there's been some teams, there have been a couple of teams playing and they're getting recognized just because no one else is playing like will marshall stay in the top 25 will louisiana stay in the top 25 probably not uh i mean it's nice it's a fun story uh, that they're they're doing well but they're getting attention because of a, just a sheer lack of other teams playing so yeah, it's unfortunate, but I think that will eventually be the case. When the Big Ten starts rolling and the SEC starts rolling, there won't be much room for some of these other teams because those those power teams and those power conferences are going to get a little bit more attention. Uh, but what Louisiana should be hopeful for, what Marshall should be hoping for, is that they can build some momentum on their side that they can keep 
some attention for what they're doing. But as we go deeper into October and into November, a lot of eyes are going to be on what's happening in the Big Ten, what's happening in the SEC, what's happening in the Big 12, what's happening in the ACC. And who knows, by then, by early November, maybe even we're talking about some of the the top teams in the Pac-12. Just got a tweet, Eric, and it's a question for you and I from local fan Cougar. He says, is it fair for BYU to be able to win all all their games and yet still be knocked I'm not reading this right. Be knocked out of the playoff even though they're undefeated. I think I'm reading that rap. So I'm going to do some editing on the tweet to make sure it sounds right. Is it fair for BYU to win out, Eric, but then be knocked out of the playoff conversation because they didn't have the schedule that they thought that they were going to have um, because of the way conferences are playing football this year? Absolutely. It's... The conference, or excuse me, the, uh, the the college football playoff is not based on what could have been or what was supposed to be. It's based on what is and what happened. So, yeah, if you if they have an undefeated season, which is likely, um, is it really how well does that stack up against a, a team like Ohio State, which is going to have a much tougher and more challenging season? in the Big Ten, uh, or a couple of the teams of the ACC or Big 12. They're going to have better seasons uh, against much tougher competition. So, yeah, BYU is going to be on the outside looking in, as they should. I think that would be appropriate. If they weren't, then it would be funny. It's some some funny business going on. Would it be fun? I mean, because, and, and I'm not, <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound bad. It sounds going to play like the Homer Cougar thing, but it's, a team had a great-looking schedule. They have to make shift because of the conferences. Deciding they don't want to play non-conference teams. And so here they are playing what they have to play with no options in between. Troy, La Tech, UTSA, Houston, Texas State, Western Kentucky, and Northern Alabama. In fact, Texas State, Western Kentucky, and Northern Alabama are three games, final uh, three games at home, while their lone game is at Houston. they got Troy, Louisiana Tech, and UTSA, all at home. Eric, they have one road game in all this. For, so for our friend local Cougar, that also might be a problem is that they aren't traveling. Whether it's restricted or not, they aren't traveling and they got one game. One game at Houston is all they can show for it. And I think that might be a bigger issue as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. BYU could be undefeated, but there's no way they will be considered for the college football playoff. There would be a what about for a New Year's- Big Ten... Uh, SEC schools who may have one or two losses who okay. would be considered above BYU. So what about a New Year's Six Bowl? Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl, something like that. Uh, I think it's a distant thought. Because because a G5 team is being allowed to go in. Yeah, which, true. And and I think if, if we're going to look at G5 teams, and I hate to say this here on our local radio station where we were in front of Aggie Nation, but if a G5 team's getting a look, BYU should be getting a look as well. Uh, yeah, perhaps. It, because it those depends G5 on schools what, don't what have that a looks like. schedule. Uh, is it um since look since look at who they have to compete against sure, though. Sure. Cincinnati, Memphis, Central Florida, uh maybe even Boise State if the Mountain West gets rolling. So they've got um schools they're going to be competing against who are going to have stronger schedules 
by the time this is all said and done. Will Boise State have a stronger, and I ask this with respect, but with the likes of like Fresno State, Air Force, and Hawaii, who are questionable to be playing this season, will Boise State have a better schedule than BYU? Don't look at the home and road splits. Just look at well, look, the yeah, schedule itself. Look, if, if Boise plays, we don't know about Air Force, what the situation is there. But if they play Colorado State, New Mexico, Utah State, Wyoming, and you know, it's a couple teams on the other side in the West, West Division of the Mountain West, yeah. I, I think the Mountain West schedule would be a higher profile, a stronger strength of schedule than what BYU has put together. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, but it makes I mean, it makes absolute sense what you're saying. But it really does depend on who does really play. I mean, who does come together for the Mountain West? 9835, week schedule and the West Coast bias will play against them. Look, BYU has only had one game that they played. And they played a game against a team who has openly admitted they were way underprepared. They hadn't done any tackling drills, and it was an ugly, ugly performance. I'm not. It's not to take away from what BYU did and how well they performed, but it's it's going to be grossly overstated that win for BYU and, and how well they did. Um, and people should really take that with a big grain of salt. Um, BYU is still in the top 25. But as the season continues, will they still be in the top 25 a couple weeks down the road? Maybe, because they'll probably still be undefeated. But to I don't think they're going to be doing enough to jump ahead of other G5 teams like Central Florida and Cincinnati and maybe even Memphis. So I just don't see a path for BYU based on their schedule that they have this year to make it into a, a New Year's Six bowl game. Hey, and to nine eight three five and Eric, I, I have a dumb question, and it's more naive, I swear, than being like ignorant to the situation because I don't understand it as well as uh, you've been in the business for sports analyst for so long. But when they say West Coast bias, are they talking about like Oregon, USC, and UCLA? Is that the West Coast bias? I don't get that. Well, I think that the West Coast it. will will <laughs> they. I don't think there's a lot of people in the West Coast that like BYU. Sure. They would prefer the, the power you know, Pac-12 schools uh, and would probably even give more credibility to Fresno State, San Diego State. Mm. Um, but I don't know that it's as strong, perhaps, as it used to be. But, Did it used uh, to be that way, though? Yeah. Because I swear they were like, I mean, they were in the top 15, top 20 every single year. Like I don't remember them having that West Coast bias against them. Uh, I just don't think that it's been as. I don't think they've been as successful in independence as they would have hoped, and oh. to get the kind of rankings that they would have hoped. Nine eight three five. Appreciate this text. It's, I like this. When it comes to voting for the playoff, the West Coast seems to get the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I would absolutely agree. It's more with that. against I'd yeah. probably say that it's more East Coast bias than, than West Coast bias as per that definition. But I think he's right. I, I think there is more well, given to the Ohio States and oh, yeah. Clemson and Alabama and Auburn and 
that because games in the West Coast in the West Western time zones are later, and those East Coast uh, elites they go to bed, they don't watch the games in real time. They just look at the box score afterwards, and so I don't think they give as much credibility to teams in the West, the Mountain or the Western uh, or Pacific time zones because uh, they've already gone to bed or they they're not. They're already worn out after a long day of watching football. They don't uh, give it as much credibility and as much attention as they deserve. Okay, so to to your comment and nine eight three five's comment, um, two thousand fifteen, your playoff was Oregon, Florida State, Alabama, Ohio State. In sixteen, it was Clemson, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Alabama. Seventeen was Alabama, Washington, Clemson, Ohio State. Eighteen was Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson. And 20 was LSU, Oklahoma, Clemson, and Ohio State. Only twice in the five years has the Pac-12 had a team in the playoff. There's a lot of repeat teams that you just mentioned. Absolutely. Ohio State's been in there. As you said, as you heard, Oklahoma and, of course, Clemson. Clemson and Alabama are hard to argue with. I'm going to give you that. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, they've deserved to be there. But Uh, he's right. I love what 98.35. The West Coast gets the short end of the stick. But... Let me ask you this. If USC is that team in Washington's position or in Oregon's position where they're on the bubble, do they actually shut out USC? If they are in a if they're in contention for a college football playoff spot, do they get that nod? Or do they continue to stick with the Big Ten, SEC, ACC teams? But if for this year? Yeah, if it was this year or next year or any year. If USC was sitting on the bubble, on the fringe of the college football playoff, would they say, you know what, we got an 9835 again, in all reality, teams are only playing for one spot left in the tournament. And this is where I 100% agree with them. Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State are virtual locks for the playoff every year. Oklahoma is probably in that class as well. Uh, but if, if a USC team or UCLA was on the fringe of being in the playoff, and we're talking, I mean, a half a step out of there. Do they still look to the Big Ten teams to give them the nod first before USC? Uh, or does that change because it's USC? Yeah, I don't know. I think it changes. Uh, but I think I think 9835 is right. Usually it's it's those three teams perennially in the running. And uh, it's other teams just fighting for that one last spot. Um, and that's, I mean, those are good programs. Uh, they've, those are very solid, very deep, very well-rounded teams. Hard to, uh, to, to knock them off their perch. That's why we play the games, though. That's why we play the games. Well, that's why we're hoping to play the games, at least. All right, uh, Eric, let's take a break. Coming back, we'll wrap up the first hour. We'll get you ready for hour number two. We're going to talk a lot of NFL where there's a lot of guys or a lot of people in the fantasy football world who are looking for new players to put on their squad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ew, wow, bad weekend. And yeah. is it coronavirus related? I want to get into that. Well, and then also is MetLife, the San Francisco 49ers played the Jets and they had all sorts of, of injury issues. They go back to MetLife. They don't want to play there again. They don't want to play on that turf again. Because of the, all the injuries that occurred. Is it the turf? Is it the players? Is it COVID? That's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.